Earlier tonight, the ushers were passing out attendance pads. I hope that you made sure everybody in the row had signed in. Make sure you pass those down and make sure just put your name on it. It's, it's sufficient. If you've got some more information for us, that'd be great. But we really would just have love to have your name tonight. Uh, any of you remember the words of your, the first words of your child? Does anybody remember those? I, be, I bet you do. I bet many of you do remember the first word your child says. Historically and anecdotally, it's like what? Mama or dada, no, or in today's world, if everybody got a camera, it's cheese. I mean, I think that's one of the, one of the words I hear a lot. Uh, my wife, Deandra, and I, we actually should get parents of the year, parents of the century or, or whatever, because we did a really good job with our kids. Because... You know, the first kid born in, in 1994, we get the, the little book that has all the stuff, you know, that you're supposed to document about your, your child's births. And so we, we started out really good. We really did start out really good. We actually wrote down when he was born, right? We actually wrote it down in the book. Got some pictures and got some of the crawling stuff in there. And then, then I looked and, and the last entrance, the last entry was he stood up. He, we, I walked into a room, I think uh, uh, my mother-in-law was there, walked into a room, and, and he stood up. That's the last entry. Apparently, that's the last time we had time to write down anything, because he was starting to walk after that. So, we, we didn't, have, didn't have anything. But today, I guarantee you, over half of you young parents in this room actually have a video of your child's first words. And you've already posted on Facebook at least five times, right? So, you, it's out there. It's out there. The first words, first words we get so excited about. We get so excited about those first words. And, and we actually have documented, we have documented God's first word. And it was read earlier. We were lighting the cat advent wreath. It, it was these words. And we go all the way back to Genesis. We all, all the way go back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God's first word. God's first word was light. And and when you think about it, it had to be his first word. Because without light, there is no life. For the most part. You know, scientists actually back that up. Most of the organisms that are in existence today that, that biologists and all these smart people study, they, they figured out that they need light to survive and to thrive, basically. Can, can you and I live in darkness? Well, actually, we probably could. We actually could live in darkness, but what would happen is over time, yeah, we could survive, we, we could make it, but it would really be just turn into an existence. We wouldn't thrive. We would just survive. See, God gave us the light to thrive, not just survive. Light was the first thing. Light was the first thing he gave us. And there's something about that 
that light in God's story that continues on in the Bible. Yes, it was his first word, but did you know it's also God's last word? Light was also God's last word. Because his last word was Jesus. And he needed no other one. Now we look in the Gospel of John. John does not give us the typical birth narrative. But he does introduce us to Jesus. He makes sure we understand that Jesus is coming on the scene. And and he goes back to the beginning, sort of links up Genesis 1 and John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word Jesus is the Word, by the way. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God in Him. In the Word, in Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, and John was getting, getting us ready, saying that true light, that, that gives light was to everyone, was coming into the world. So God's first word was for His creation, for all of creation. His last word was more specific. It was for you and me. God's last word was for his unique creation, those who are made in his image, you and me. That was his last word. Because he was going to give us something amazing. Something that would not just help us to survive, but to thrive. That's what he wanted to do. That word light, John used it, yes, but Jesus was around 30 years old. But that word light was actually used earlier. It was actually used in the birth story. Now, in this birth story, many times you will hear the, 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 this, this story. It comes in Luke. And it happens technically 40 days after his birth because they had to follow some Jewish laws. And I'm going to get to that. Listen, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. What is the consolation of Israel? The word consolation means console. They were looking for comfort. The nation of Israel was looking for comfort, and that comfort, based on the prophecies, based on the Old Testament, was someone who was going to come in to relieve them, to restore them to glory. That's who they were looking for. They were waiting on that person that the prophecies, the Old Testament prophets, everybody had talked about. It's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's going to help you. He's going to bring us relief. And he's going to save us. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Messiah was the word that they, that that the Jewish people had, had pegged as that person that the prophets had been talking about, the purpose, per, the, the, those who was, that person who was going to come and save them. 
That was the name that they were given him. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. What was the custom? You had to wait 40 days for the purification of Mary. You had a firstborn son. You had to bring that firstborn son to the temple to make a sacrifice. That was what the law required. And Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, meaning Jesus, that child, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. Now, that was a game changer, folks. Did did you hear this? Because the Jewish people were thinking, hey, this Messiah... The person that Simeon was waiting on was the Messiah that the Jewish people were waiting on. But then Simeon brings in and says, no, this is not just for the Israelites, it's for the Gentiles. This is a game changer. This is a game changer because what we see here is the light reveals what is real. The light reveals what is real. You see, if you weren't a Jew, which means you were then a Gentile, you know, two categories. The Gentile people didn't have that much faith in a deity. If they did, it was multiples. And if you have multiple gods, you have no gods. Sort of like having more than one quarterback, right? You have more than one quarterback, you don't have any quarterbacks. All right? So if you have more than one god, you really don't have a god. And that's where the Gentiles were. And so Jesus comes on the scene. And it's real. It is getting real when Jesus comes on the scene, because this is, this is God's own son. This is God in the flesh, God with us. That's real. That is real as it gets. This baby, this baby was real. This baby was the light that reveals what is real. Many of, you, many of you know I moved out to the country uh, a couple miles from 231 on Dell County Road, 50, always, I lost my address, 49, right? Yeah, County Road 49, yeah, I see it. Anyway, I just lost my address. I know how to get there, I promise you, I do know how to get there. But, but I don't write a letter to myself, right? How many of us like, like trying to remember your own phone number sometimes? Anyway, so I just blacked out. Anyway, a couple miles from uh, 231, County, uh, county Road, something other. It's 6.05 in most of Houston County, but it's another county road. Anyway, so it gets dark at my house, normally at night. That's when... So, yeah, figured y'all would get that. Right. And, and I regularly, I don't, make, I don't do this every day, but regularly I'll make a trip out to the road, either to put the trash can out or to get the mail. And... I'm sort of bold, so I just walk out there with it pitch black. And I have a very, sometimes very little light. Sometimes the moon is bright. I can see forever. It's great. But sometimes, have you ever been walking around at dark when it's real dark and you see something out in front of you and you're not sure what it is and your mind sort of plays tricks on you? And you think it's, it could be this, it could be that. And, and so that has happened to me a couple times. I walk out there, and granted, 
granted, we have, we have killed a few snakes out there, okay? My wife killed one and I killed one, okay? I'm waiting to see who breaks the tie, okay? So this dark, and, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I think I see something, but I'm not sure. But I always have a backup. I always take a light with me. It's called the watch, right? I can turn the light, turn the flashlight on the watch, and I can illuminate, and I can see. When I, once I get close enough to it, I turn my light on my watch, I look down there, and it reveals what is real. It's a stick, right? That's, most of the time, that's what it is. It's just a stick or my dumb cat out there in the middle, middle playing tricks on me, right? But the light reveals what is real. Light reveals what is real. There, I'm not into art. I'm, I'm really, I'm really not, I know very little about it, but I've watched enough movies to know that there's actually famous works of art out there. And many times, light can reveal what is forgery and what is real, because that light can reveal the depth of the strokes of the paintbrush. The light can reveal what is real. What could be more real than life and death? Because when, when Jesus came, what, what was that? God with us. God took an interest in his people, his creation, and sent himself down in the form of Jesus. Why? To give life to his people. He took an interest in the everyday lives of his people. He made it real. And then on top of that, he is also interested in what happens to you after you die. That's real. The light reveals what is real. I want you to remember this. We will always have light. We will always have light. Jesus' last words, you know what he said? Toward the end of Revelation, not exactly his last words. You know, I think amen is actually the last word in the Bible. But in Revelation twenty-two sixteen, 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. Jesus self-identifies himself as the bright morning star. What's the only star you can see in the morning? The sun. The sun. You know, I, I see a lot of stars at my house at night, most nights. I can see a lot of different stars. And where do those stars get their light from? From themselves. The star has the power to illuminate. And what we see in the sky is not a reflection. The moon's the reflection of the sun, but the star is, has the power and has the light. So we're always having light. We're always having light. Light puts out darkness, but darkness can't put out light. No matter what happens, Darkness cannot put out light. Darkness tries. Did you know that? Darkness tries to put out light with wars, rumors of wars, human trafficking, murders, pain, frustration, confusion, and then the big 3D. 
death, disease, and divorce. Darkness tries to put out the light. Darkness tries. And sometimes we, we seem to elevate darkness to the point where we almost glorify it. But darkness cannot put out the light. Light will always put out darkness. That's why Jesus calls you into his life. Jesus calls you into his life. John 1.4, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Many of us are accustomed to saying things that sometimes are not exactly true, that they seem to be true, and they're said enough times that we think they're true. Uh, like I think the movie Napoleon is out, based on the movie based on Napoleon, and, and the, all, the history has told us that Napoleon was short, but he was actually average height in his time when he was living. There's another quote that many of you, many of you hear, great minds think alike. I've used it. There's, I've used it many times. Great minds think alike. You know what the exact quote is? Great minds think alike, but fools seldom differ. Do you want to use it now, right? Do you want to use it now? Great minds think alike, but fools seldom differ. Okay? And the, the famous one is, is money is the root of all evil, but most of us know. No, it's the love of money is the root of all evil. And the one in the church world that we use regularly is you need to invite Jesus into your life. I've used it. Many of us have used it, right? But no, that's not it. Jesus invites you into his life. Jesus invites you into his life. Because his life is the light of all mankind. Jesus invites you into his life. And you know what happens to so many of us? We block that light. We block that light, but you can't put it out. Yeah, you can block it. Yeah, I promise you, you can block it. You're, you're trying to block it. You, you can tune out Jesus. You can ignore Jesus. You can pay him lip service. You can try to get as busy as you can be doing everything in the world. You can concentrate, concentrate on your career. You can focus on things you can't do. And all of these will block out the light in your life. They will block out. But the light cannot be put out. The light cannot be put out. Herod tried. Herod killed many babies trying to put out that light. Nero crucified many Christians trying to put out that light. The Islamic conquest of the 7th and 8th century killed many Christians trying to put out that light. China and North Korea are still killing Christians and and trying to silence Christians to try to, to put out that light. But you can block it for a time, but you can't put it out. Jesus says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. No one, no one should stay in darkness. No one 
should stay in darkness. The light reveals what is real. And it's time for us to get real with Jesus tonight. Let's pray. Oh God, I know that darkness is a lonely place. And in darkness, we can survive, but we can't thrive. Jesus, we want to be a part of your life that drives out darkness. You are the bright morning star that never grows dim. And right now, may we quit trying to block you out and allow you to drive out the darkness. Amen.